Madison's Alternative, 106.7 The Resistance. This week on the Disruptor Series, I'm joined by Circa Waves. Hello, Kieran. Hello, Miranda. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. Nice to meet you, even though we can't be in person. <laughs> no, but this is, this is cool, though. Yeah, that's one thing that came out of the pandemic. We're all able to connect a lot easier now. Yeah, every, everybody's very used to Zooms now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Next year will be the 10-year anniversary of Circa Waves. Do you have any plans to celebrate that achievement? You know what? Like, we, we've been talking about this. We were thinking about doing, like, a lad's holiday. I don't know if you have those in America where, like, like a boy's trip, like where you go and play golf and, um, and drink beer and stuff. So maybe we'll do that as a band. And then hopefully I would love to, like, release it on vinyl with like all the, all the demos and stuff from that first early days because i got so many demos from back then you know what i mean so it'd be great to put all that out eventually you guys have been releasing a lot of music you had an ep that came out in august and you have a new album on the way how is this new album going to be different from the ep it kind of picks up where the ep started really i mean it's it's definitely like a rock record it's one that i wrote and sort of imagined playing live if you know what i mean yeah, there's like loads of guitar solos, big drums. So it's kind of going back to our roots in a way. There are references to this new album, Never Going Under, kind of being about you becoming a father during the pandemic. Would mm -hmm. you say that that's accurate? I mean, the pandemic is enough to change anyone, but being like a new dad through the pandemic was like the strangest thing to ever happen to me, obviously. So that made me write songs in a different way and made me feel a different way and all your emotions get sort of heightened, I guess, when you have a child. So all the fears were heightened and all my, you know, all those things that I worried about, I worried about for him as well now. So it's like double worry, which is, uh, <laughs> which makes for good songs, I think. Is it harder to travel now and stuff? Yeah, I, I really hate leaving him now because he's at the age where he can be like, Daddy, where are you going? Oh, and I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to work. But yeah, it's getting harder the older he gets. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just learning how to, to deal with that, I guess. You do have a short tour coming up in the United States in March, but it is less than two weeks and there's no stops in the Midwest. Do you no. guys plan to tour more extensively later in 2023? Yeah, hopefully our plan is definitely to go back. It's so damn expensive for a UK band to get over to America. That's the problem for us at the moment, especially with um, the way, you know, Brexit costs us more money in Europe and all this business. So it's just difficult. We'd love to go into our America properly and do it for like six, seven weeks. Do you think that you're the kind of band that would bring your family on tour? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, when we tour America, we tour in like a little transit, like like a little basic van, you know what I mean? So driving, you know, six hours to Albany and all those kind of drives that you do with a toddler might be um, a test of the mind. <laughs> so I'm not sure whether we would... Hopefully, if we ever get to be a point where we're like doing well in America and we can get like tour buses and stuff, who knows? Maybe that would be the case. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe one day. What is the best way for fans to support you? Is that by buying merch? Is it concert tickets? Is it streaming the music repeatedly? Or what's your biggest wish for fans to? Uh, 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 yeah, gig, gigs. I mean, I would love to play. I, that's all I really care about is playing to, to people. You know, if we could go around America and play to a thousand people everywhere we go, that would be awesome. Yeah, that that's the thing that like just connecting with that many people is is the reason why we all started playing music is to have that thing. So the more people we can play to, the better we sort of our egos feel. 
it keeps the train moving exactly yeah yeah you know we we kind of like we want to just make enough money to be able to keep making music and not get a real job but also just play you know play music to as many people as possible because that's you know there's plenty of people in this world who you know all these rich ceos of big bank businesses they all buy like you know old rock and roll guitars because that's you really want to be rock and roll stars but they can't because they're not that's not what they do so there's no amount of money in the world that we you know you could pay to to be as lucky as what we are to do what we do and to play in front of loads of cool people and that's what it's all about it's just playing gigs to people really and you guys have kind of had to get real jobs within the band you guys have had to pick up some of the roles that bigger bands would pay someone else to do from media, <laughs> stage direction and all this other stuff mm. was it easy for everyone in the band to kind of find their role and pick up that slack that needed to get done or was there some delegation involved well good question i mean there's always delegation but uh, naturally we've all sort of enjoyed like i do the production because that's what i'm sort of obsessed with joe the guitarist does all the videos now because he studied video work for video companies so he loves doing that and sam our bass player he does all the live programming because that's what he's really interested in um so it's kind of we all naturally fell into those roles i guess and it just gives you more ownership and it gives you more creativity and it makes it you know every circle every circuit thing we put out has been curated by us with the help of our label and stuff and our management. So super proud of everything we release because it's we all put a lot of work into it. So if somebody DMs any of your social media, they'll actually reach you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whether we reply or not is another, is another matter. Depends what they ask us. <laughs> you know, some people ask us to send videos to, like, you know, say hello to the dad and stuff, which I don't always reply to. But, um, yeah. you know, if someone asks for some music advice or to listen to the band, I'm always I'm always keen to do that. You mentioned earlier that Joe does all of your music videos, and I love the music video for Do You Want to Talk, especially in the payphone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, he was was super, um, super happy with that. And like, yeah, the concept was all his, all the hand phone stuff and everything. So he's great. He's so talented and we're lucky to have him. I don't have to worry. I know the videos are going to be good. I can just go like, do what you want. And I know it's going to turn out good. So that's a fortunate position for me to be in. So have you seen some of the stuff that's gone around on the internet where there's a generational gap from millennials who do the Y and Gen Z just holds their hand flat? Oh, right. Their cell phones. <laughs> oh, so we're, we're definitely millennials then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's the first time I've not realized I was visibly old in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't mind. You know, I've, we when we first started, we used to like pretend we were younger because it was like I thought that was the cool thing to do, and now I couldn't really care less. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I'm 35, and like I look in the crowd, and I'm, I'm like, I could be your father. Um, <laughs> I'm like, behave yourselves. Yeah, it's quite funny being like a bit older now and um, still being in, a, in an industry which is predominantly quite young. You know. Yeah. But that's something I, I recently talked to a friend who's in their 20s. And I said, my favorite part of being in my 30s is that I just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of worried, like, when I get to my 40s, how little of a shit I'll give about everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a bit like, I'm caring less now. Or don't. It's like when you see, like, 70-year-old dudes and they're just, like, walking down the street, like, eating an ice cream, like, swearing at people. You're like, that dude does not give a about anyone. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's something to look forward to. Yeah, of course. (laughs) The new single, Do You Want to Talk, 
not as scary as saying we need to talk, but could be depending on context. Is that song based on a true story for you? Well, it's kind of making fun of being like drunk, I guess, and like me being drunk. Maybe there's like, I'm hiding behind the comedy of it a little bit, really, because, I, you know, in the past, I, maybe like six, seven years ago, there was times where I was like fall over drunk and like would wake up with bruises and be like, what, where the, where does that come from? So yeah, it's a bit of a like reminding myself like to, to behave and, you know, take it easy. But I also do find it quite funny when you're drunk. So there is that as well. and it is a good catchy pop song i think like an indie pop vein which Mm -hmm. you said the album is a rock album so this song is not necessarily indicative of what the rest of the album will sound like yeah i would say do you want to talk is probably on the lighter side in terms of like guitar tones and how raucous it is it's a bit more to the i don't know like yeah like a bit cleaner yeah the rest of it is i mean there's a lot i don't know it kind of transitions through You'll have, to, you'll have to listen to it. I'm not sure. <laughs> Was it hard to pick the order the songs went in? Yeah, it's always hard to know because people don't listen to records as much. So it's a lot of it is like front loaded now. Like you kind of put your singles early on and, and that's a way to keep people listening through it. So it's kind of like I'm always like battling with the record label to be like, no, I want this one early. And they're like, no, put the single early. And, but I knew I wanted to open it with Never Going Under because that's quite a sort of a powerful sort of rocky tune and that should get people going uh, and i knew i wanted to finish it on living in the gray because that was quite like cinematic emotional song so i knew those two were there and then it was like just trying to figure out what went in between really how will you be celebrating your holidays hopefully at home if if i can get the train home all the trains in london to liverpool are delayed at the moment so whether i'll get back home we'll see but yeah i, I uh, i'm very much a family man as i've said i've got a kid these days so just want to get home and um relax and we've we've got a nice fire and a nice christmas tree and hopefully i'll watch die hard like once a day and that'll, <laughs> and that'll be done why are the trains delayed uh because uh there's a lot of train strikes in the uk because they're not getting paid enough which i agree they should strike because they deserve to be paid more but also i would like to go home at some point <laughs> yeah i thought you were gonna say something about weather no this the weather's not too bad it's more like you know in home alone where she can't get back so she has to go in like the van I feel like I might need to jump in like a bandwagon's van and just sort of uh, hop a ride home. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you very much, Miranda. Nice one. I hope you enjoy your holidays. Cheers, you too. Thank you very much. We're going to check out Do You Want to Talk by Circa Waves right now on The Resistance. 